Then I'm preaching for capital survival Turn me lights in my back and hold myself I'm just scouting advice, my final breath Beating up, beating down, become surplus It's my heart, is just beating hard and fast I was free and so proud of my prestige Now I'm holding so tight myself indeed everybody, Elena here. You were just listening to the song Just Panic by The Cans, spelled K-A-N-Z. If you like what you heard, I highly suggest checking out the rest of their catalog and following them at The Cans Band on Facebook and Instagram. They've been on my heavy repeat list for like the last month or two. So they have a new single due for release on December 6th with an accompanying gangster-themed music video titled Carpe Diem. The lyrics are appropriately inspirational, inciting listeners to aggressively react to boredom, fear, society, and anger by dancing crazy like their hair is on fire. So keep your ears tuned for that. We'll be sure to remind you with our new release coverage. And in the meantime, our London listeners can catch them on November 23rd at the Monarch in Camden. Also, before we start the episode, I just wanted to give a brief mention of the nature of falling in reverses tour cancellation. So for anybody who's unaware of the whole situation, Derek's fiance, Stina, has been battling cancer since earlier this year. And after some failed rounds of traditional treatment, she's been admitted into the ICU this week for related complications. So as much grief as we like to give this band on the podcast, it's a very serious and devastating circumstance. And um, we just like to encourage everybody who's able to donate uh, to a GoFundMe to go ahead and do so. So you can find the link if you'd like in Derek's Instagram bio at Derek FIR. All right, guys. Thanks. Enjoy the episode. My boyfriend doesn't know who the fucking Smiths are. Yeah, we should talk about that. That's upsetting to me. I don't even, we were watching Daybreak and it's funny because one of the characters ends up like in one of her flashbacks, she ends up being in a Latina Morrissey cover band, which is hilarious because like how fucking niche. Yeah. But I heard that and I was like, fuck Morrissey. And Ian's like, what? <laughs> is that like a bad thing? Like in the show? Like who's Morrissey? And I was like, Morrissey, like in the Smiths. And he was like, who? We went back and forth for at least 20 minutes where I was like, you need to know who the Smiths are. And my roommate sided with him. That's so weird. I just don't understand how you don't know. Like, I get not liking the Smiths or not listening to the Smiths, but how do you just not know who the Smiths are in general? That's the thing. It's like, I don't listen to them actively. Like, I know some of their bigger songs, but like, I don't sit down and listen to the Smiths and I know who they are just from being alive and being around. Well, in... I don't know. They're just on so many movie soundtracks, too. Like, it's... Right! Like, I started listening to the Smiths because they were on The Person Being a Wallflower. That makes sense. I just don't even remember when I, like, became aware of who they were. It's just always been there. Yeah, and that's the thing. I always knew that they existed, too. So it's not like... I don't know. I'm distraught. I... Maybe it's because he doesn't follow things on Facebook or, like... I don't know, it's just, it's just a pop culture thing that I guess maybe he missed somewhere along the line, but like, and maybe it's just because I come from a family that likes music. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too, because same. Like, we have a very broad spectrum of music that we listen to between my dad, me, and my brother, like, there's a lot that we listen to, and I don't know. 
Oh, that makes sense. But I was like trying to convey to him that I was not just being like condescending because they started like getting the sense of like, well, you know, music, of course, you know them. Like, we're not going to know them. And I was like, you don't understand. It's like, like the cars or the doors. And they're like, who? They don't know who the doors is? <laughs> I think my roommate did recognize them. I don't think Ian did. I'm going to fight him. He's going to be real pissed if he ever listens to this episode. He's like, fuck are you does, shaming me like does this? Does he even listen to our podcast? No. <laughs> I he didn't think no he interest. Would. I figured he doesn't. <laughs> Jason doesn't really listen either. No. Um, and now he's going to, like, if he, he might, you know what, he might actually listen. I don't know. I've never asked him. But every time I talk about something that we talked about on the podcast, he's usually like, what? So I, then I don't think he does. I know. I told Ian the other week that we talked at length about Davy Havoc's body. And he's like, oh, yeah, did you mention the sweater? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> but no, I think it's funny that our friends' boyfriends and husbands listen more than our own. <laughs> well, and like... Elle's boyfriend is, like, a music guy, too, though. Yeah. No. And then... He's, like, all aboard this My Chem train right now. Yeah. I love it. Well, and I think Chris just thinks we're funny. Thanks, Chris. I hope Chris thinks we're funny. Chris, do you think we're funny? I'll, I'll get the answer to that later, hopefully. Yeah. Answer right now. We'll wait. Okay, you want to talk about new music? I should probably talk about new music so we quit ranting. Also, I feel like I need to apologize for being so abruptly mean to you on the last episode. Because <laughs> I need to give that a little bit of context. <laughs> I literally didn't even notice that you were being mean. Like, my brain was just, like, going so fast with the Mormon stuff because it's super interesting <laughs> to me. And then you were like, I'm not understanding anything you're saying. And I'm like... Yeah, I should probably stop talking about Mormonism, shouldn't well, I? Well, here's the thing. So I thought it was funny, and I realized that without context, when I was listening back to it, it just came off as being, like, abrupt and really rude. <laughs> but prior to recording, I was like, hey, guys, just a heads up, I have a killer migraine tonight. If I seem like I'm not comprehending anything, <laughs> so like, that's she why. literally <laughs> was not comprehending what I was so saying. So I, like... It wasn't that she didn't give a shit about what I was saying. She just couldn't understand what yeah, I was saying. Yeah, and then so, like, in my head, at the moment, I think I was like, it would be funny if instead of just sitting here and nodding, I was like, Stormy, I don't give a shit. But I wasn't going to say it like that. <laughs> so I was just like, Stormy, I'm not processing anything you're saying right now. <laughs> it was so random and so rude. And Andrew called me out on it. Well, <laughs> also, to be fair, we had been discussing mormonism for a really long time and we cut she cut most of it out it was absurd which is good because we went on about it for way longer than we should have there, there was no reason it was just i'm interested in weird religions and so mormonism is like something that is super interesting to me because it's not like totally insane but it's just like it's it's just wild to me like I love it I love talking about it and I love learning what people believe and I love it in general so I have to say one of my favorite moments in our podcasting history is when you went wait hold on who was the other guy and Andrew goes Jesus <laughs> I lost my shit when I was trying to think of Brigham Young he just goes Jesus and then I was like, yeah, yeah, no, the other guy, the other one. 
Jesus, that was too. A fun conversation that had no real relevance oh. to what we were talking about, apart from Brandon Flowers being Mormon. Speaking of no real relevance, let's go back to new music Fine. because we got on a on a tangent. So, New Politics released an album called "An Invitation to an Alternate Reality," and I really, really liked it. Dove Cameron released a single called "So Good," and do you know who Dove Cameron is? I know the name, but I can't place the music. She was in The Descendants. So she's an actress, like a Disney Channel oh, actress. that's probably why. Yeah, and uh, anyway, but she started putting out like actual music that I don't think is sponsored by Disney Channel because it does talk about sex. Ooh. So it's pretty good. Goody Grace did a song with Blink-182 called Scumbag. I actually listened to that one. Does mm-hmm. it feel like we've kind of got like a classic emo revival kind of going on right now? Definitely. Is that because I'm just in that headspace this week, or does that like seem like a really emo song? No, I think it's pretty emo too. Twin XL released a song called "Messy." Uh, Twin XL is uh, the Gomez brothers from Somerset. If you guys didn't know that, just a a little thought there. Mom Rock released a song called "Like My Mother." And I really liked it. Yeah, and let's plug that real quick because they are going to be on with us. We're sitting down with them in two days, and that's going to release next next Wednesday. Next Wednesday, so in a week. So if you like that song, check out the rest of them, and tune in next week so that you can hear what they've got to say. Yes. And have you heard about the Who Hurt You project? Yes, like I've heard of it, but I haven't looked into it. Yeah, it's Jack Barricat side project with Kevin Fisher. And I really liked it. They released an EP called Stages this week. I didn't hear that. Yeah, you need to listen to it. It's pretty good. My release radar really failed me this week. It didn't this didn't show up on mine either, which I'm really surprised by. I only got five things this week. Really? Yeah. That's nuts. The rest are from like mid-October, so I don't know what's going on, but Spotify's algorithms are failing me, and maybe I should do better at just being proactive and not relying on them. Do you want to talk about Hotel Books? I do, because he released another EP. Oh, it's an album, sorry. It's a full album. Um, But the album is called Equivalency 2, Everything We Left Out. It's really good. They just always hit me in a really good spot. It's amazing. I want to just do like a whole episode to talk about some of their songs, which I know is overkill. I'd be down with that. We can make it like a we can make it like a bonus episode. But we kind of did that on one of the previous episodes. I think we deleted that episode because we were going way too in depth. That was back when whenever we did new music, we would cover every single song that came out that week. And we would analyze lyrics. And yeah, like like crazy people. Nobody wants to listen to that. No. But if you do, maybe we'll do bonus episodes on certain artists. I think that's a good plan. Yeah. It's not going to happen anytime soon, but. No. Just to do like bonus episodes where we can analyze it and talk about it the way that we like to, like when we're just talking to each other. But I feel like it's boring if nobody wants to do it. I can't wait for the seven part AFI series. Oh my God. Fine, but I get to do a four-part Black Bear series. <laughs> okay. I could actually probably do like a four-part Chase Atlantic series too. That would be <laughs> awful. I could definitely do AFI, The Academy Is. 
They're probably the killers, but we spent a good time on them last episode. I could probably do like a half an hour about Conan Gray because I love him. <laughs> but he doesn't have that much music. So like he, I don't think he, he doesn't really even have draw a full, out. Yeah, he, he doesn't even have like a full album out yet. But he has been releasing singles fairly frequently. So I'm thinking that maybe an album drop is close. Sweet. All right. Are we on to albums then? Oh, I just did them all together. Oh, um, gotcha. If, if, if you have one, you can shout it out. Well, I wanted to talk about the Foo Fighters new album. Well, it's an EP. And it's Ooh, called yeah. 02050525. Write it down. I don't have anything really specific to say on it, except that Dave Grohl can literally do no wrong. <laughs> Dave Grohl can l- get it. And then Basement released a song called The Song in Your Dreams, which is just really raw and emotional, and it hit me in a special place today. Anyway, we got big news to talk about this week. We do. If you don't already know, because you've been living under a rock, My Chemical Romance is getting back together, and I'm so pumped. I'm a little bit sad for everybody that is rushing out to buy tickets, like plane tickets and accommodations for this reunion show that sold out immediately, first of all. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they're definitely touring after this. There's no way they're doing it. I mean, that's what all the reports are saying, that they're going to do it. They're supposed to be announcing a tour later. Those tickets will be really hard to get to, though. Well, they'll be stadiums. Was this one a stadium? I'm not sure. I don't know LA. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't look into it. But it's evidently a stadium tour. I just read in one of the groups I was in, somebody said their friend works for one of the venues, and they said that they were planning a stadium run. They just haven't announced it yet. So depending on how many dates there are and how big the venues are, it may actually be easier to get into. I mean, I'm sure it'll be easier to get into than the the show. Right, yeah. But I don't know. I'm. It might sell out really fast. It was like a dumpster fire in some of the groups when they first announced it and everybody was freaking out about getting tickets and like getting flight plans arranged. And I was like, everybody just calm down for like 10 seconds. I'm sure they're going to announce something further. Well, because, like, honestly, this is what BTS is coming to America for K-pop fans. Yeah. So, I mean, and granted, there will probably be more shows than BTS did. But their tickets sold out immediately at all three shows. So, like, I'm pretty sure. And so, they, I mean, they added second shows to each stop. But I just don't think that they're going to leave this at one single show. Oh, no, there's no way. They wouldn't get back together for one show and especially wouldn't have new merch that they were selling on their website. Exactly. That would be ridiculous. I didn't even try. No. All the visuals are new. And so that's got me thinking it's going to be a new album. Oh, I think so. Well, there's that whole theory, you know, that they're modeling their careers after Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, and they're way better than Smashing Pumpkins. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Any Smashing Pumpkins fan can fight me. Refer back to our episode when we've got Alex from Miss Vincent. Yeah, no. We talked about that for a bit. I don't know. There's just no way there's not an album. And there was all those rumors about them being in the studio and all that stuff. I mean, there's it's got to be happening. Yeah. No. There's no doubt in my mind. Unless you guys are mean to them, so you better be nice. Everybody be nice. No fat shaming, no sound shaming. They're doing this for us. Can you imagine... 
they're going to release a new album and everybody's going to be like, it doesn't sound the same as bullets. My eye just twitched. You can't, you can't see my face <laughs> from what just happened, but uh, my eye twitched. I'm going to be so mad. People were already doing that with Danger Days. Oh, yeah. They were like, it just doesn't sound the same. Da, 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 da. I don't know why I do that every time. <laughs> um, it just doesn't sound the same. So like it or don't, don't complain about the band. It's not My Chemical like Romance has always been there for you. Listen to the old stuff on repeat if you have to. If you don't like the new stuff, don't listen to it. It's just, don't ruin it for the rest of us. Although, I'm really not going to lie. If it sounds like new Fallout Boy, I might be a little sad. But I'm not going to tell anybody. I still think new Fallout Boy kind of bops. Like, it's not I like new Fallout Boy. But I really want, like, an emo revival, like a real one. I know. I think we're heading there, though. I think, like, this nostalgia thing is starting to take hold. And we're going to get a circular effect where we go back to the days of early 2000s emo and start again. Okay, but can we do it without all the raccoon hair? No. Oh, okay. We have to be seen. Yeah. I'm already halfway there. Like, you can't take that away from me. I guess I can do it. I was too young at that point to actually be, like, a hot scene girl. (gasps) I wasn't a hot scene girl. Are you kidding? No. There was no hot happening. It was blue, bright blue eyeshadow, bright neon green eyeshadow, neon green pants. A to write love on her arm shirt that had pit stains because they would not come out. But I still wore it because it was the best shirt. It was way too tight. I'm just saying, now that I've got boobs. Oh, I still don't have boobs. I do have cheekbones. I've got got an encyclopedia of random sex facts on my 2009 iPod. Here's the thing. I'm going to (laughs) kill the roaring 20s. Roaring 20s. I do know the... Oh. <gasps> Is that a thing? Yeah, it's a meme. <laughs> I'm so excited. We got 29 scene and now the roaring 20s. Yeah. Please stop. Don't... Nobody... Nobody do the weird... I love you and dinosaur thing. Please, let's not do that again. But let's call it that for sure. Do you want a sex fact while you process this? The last one made me sad. But sure. Mm. Researchers claim that 9% of college students have engaged in a golden shower. Ew! Uh, 9% is not very many, though. <laughs> it's not, it seems like a lot, though. Like, it's it probably does. like a big number, but in comparison to how many college students are, there actually are. But there were probably more college students in 2009, to be honest. True. Because everybody was going to college in 2009. <laughs> Now people total phase. Well, now it's like okay to not go. Like you don't have to go. I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like everything is requiring degrees now. Yeah, but like now people are telling their kids it's okay if you don't go. Yeah, that's true. Like everything might require degrees, but like I don't know. I think a lot of kids are opting for trade schools and stuff instead. We derailed again. We did totally. <laughs> Like, massively. Yeah. So, I have a fun little game for you. Okay. I told you a little bit about. Yeah. I love the... uh, I'm not ready. The dejected sigh. (laughs) I'm not ready because I'm going to get all of them wrong. That's okay. That's what makes it funny, 
right? All right, all right, all right. Okay. So, Kerrang! released a feature a couple days ago that is called My Chemical Romance's Best Songs Picked by Your Favorite Bands. So what I'm going to do is give you the artist. I didn't put all of them on there. There's nine out of probably, like, 15. Okay. Because I took off some of the ones that, like, weren't super interesting to me. Maybe they'd be interesting to you. I don't know. I don't know all of your deep music tastes. <laughs> okay. But so I'll give you the artist, and you tell me what you think their favorite My Chem song is. And the hint that I'll give you is that none of them are repeated. No repeats. Okay. All right. So Brendan Urie of Panic at the Disco. I feel like Brendan is a Welcome to the Black Parade guy. No. Do you want one more? No. Oh. Ooh. It's not something that you immediately expect, I don't think. Okay. Can I get an out? Al- which album it's from? It's from Bullets. Bullets. Okay. Which surprised me because I kind of felt like Brendan would be a fan of Black Parade. I thought so too. It seems like uh, his alley. More theatrical. I'm going with Skylines and Turnstiles. This is the best day ever. Ah, that was my set. I almost said that one. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Okay, so Danny Winter Bates of Barry Tomorrow. Mm. Ghost of You? I'll give you one more. All right, so is it one of the bigger ones? Yes. I'm saying Helena. It is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, okay, oh. to be fair, the one I mentioned is also, it, it was on... Uh, Three cheers, too. So yeah, I was close the, right the first direction. time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ash Costello of New Year's Day. Ash Costello. That's hard. Because I really think that she'd be a Black Parade person. But now I'm second guessing myself. Go towards that direction. Is it Teenagers? Nope. Is it the right album? Yep. Is it Black Parade? It's Sleep. Sleep. Aw. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like that one too. All right, what about Pete Wentz of Fallout? Oh, Boy? God. <gasps> That's so hard. I need you to get this one. Okay, but he said this currently, like his favorite song currently. I believe so. Is it on Danger Days? No. No? Ooh. So maybe a nostalgia song. Cemetery Drive? Go bigger. Bigger? Yep. Was that the right album? Three Cheers? Yes. Okay. Ghost of You? Nope. I'm not okay. Yes. Okay. It's so hard because like my favorite is Cemetery Drive. Like that's my favorite fall or that's god damn it. That is my favorite my fall out boy song. No. My favorite fallout boy song is Cemetery Drive because I love the way that Brendan sings on it. I'm sorry that we're talking about all of the greats at the same time. It's confusing. <laughs> Chicago is so two years ago. That's my favorite Fall Out Boy song. All right. So what do you think Austin Knight of Water? Austin Knight. His favorite song Ooh. That's hard. It's one of mine, too. It's one of yours, too? I have two. And he aligns with one of them. Mama. No. I don't love you. <laughs> House of Wolves. Whoa! Okay, okay. See, so great. I can see that one. Yeah, it makes sense. Ben Barlow of Neck Deep. Oh no! Don't do this to me! <laughs> I'm gonna feel so bad if I get it wrong! Why? It's not like it's an insult. Barlow. I want to say it's Cemetery Drive just because I hope it's the same as mine, but I'm probably wrong. It's not. 
Is it on Three Cheers? Yes. Ooh, okay. Give him hell, kid? Nope. Thank you for the venom. No. Okay, tell me. It's not a fashion statement. It's a death wish. Ah. <laughs> this is hard. It's, it's very really hard. It's hard to figure out which, which, because you don't ever know what a song means to somebody. That's yeah, why it's exactly. so hard. It's not necessarily about their style or anything. It's just what that song meant to them. Yeah, exactly. All right, so Ben Bruce of Asking Alexandria. I feel like his is on Bullet. No. It's not? Oh. Which album? The Black Parade. Black Parade. This is how I disappear. No. Fuck, I don't know. Teenagers? No. I don't love you. Cancer. That is the saddest fucking song My Chemical Romance has ever written. That's why he likes it, I think he said. Let's see. It's so fucking sad. I'm a sucker for sad songs, and cancer is sad as fuck. He's not wrong. He goes on to say, It was very brave to put a song as stark as this in the middle of such a flamboyant album. It's almost like the record peaks, gives you a breather with cancer, and then peaks again. Which is so true. Wow, yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. All right. What about Jenna McDougall of Tonight Alive? Mm, feel like she'd want a happier song. I don't know if you're going to get this one. Is it obscure? It's newer. Newer? Is it on Danger Days? No, it's on an EP. It's on an EP? Surrender the Night? No. I don't know. This is hard. Kiss the Ring. Oh, I almost said that. Okay. Can you guess my other favorite song? Your other favorite song? Mm-hmm. Is that I'm not okay? No. Can't steal Pete's. Okay, so it's one we haven't said yet. Yeah. What album? The Black Parade. I'm a sucker for that album. It's a very good album. Like, I like some songs off of Three Cheers. Again, like, I never had that, like, huge My Chem session back in the day, but The Black Parade was the one that was always on repeat. Three Cheers was the one that hit me the most. I just think back in the day, like back when I had to buy music from from iTunes, mm-hmm. I don't think I ever went and like got the whole album. So you just got like the big ones and... Yeah. Because let's see, that Black Parade came out in 2006, so I was like 12 when that album came out. At one point I had all of these CDs. I was nine when Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge came out. 2004. So I would have been 11. Yeah. So I just, I got into it, like, as the Black Parade was released, and that was the one that I really, like, latched onto. I got into them when I was, like, 12. Yeah, same. So it was, like, right after, so, like, the year after Three Cheers came out? Yeah. Is it This Is How I Disappear? No. I don't love you. It's the sharpest lives. Dang. <laughs> I like the really upbeat ones. Mm. Seem like the total opposite. I like it when they're sad. I like those too. And it was really hard for me to narrow those down because like, I love blood as well. Well. <laughs> and cancer is such a good song. <laughs> that's Blood was a hidden track. So it was like, now it just shows up on everything and you can just listen to it so but like yeah. on the cd you had to wait for it so long 
to actually hear it. You had to wait like two minutes of just and you'd be like silence. freaking out because you thought that your iPod froze or something. Yeah, until you saw the song title. Speaking of iPods, so I got mine from ten years ago. My mom just went through all of our old electronics and everything and kind of like threw a bunch away and then saved the ones that still worked. Mm -hmm. And my iPod Touch from 2009. I don't even know where my iPod Touch is. Like I had it in a box somewhere. Yeah, that's, I forgot that I had this honestly. I mean, I didn't. It was such a pivotal moment in my life. But we were kind of going over it while we were warming up for the episode and I was talking about how pretty much my entire photo library is just screenshots from music videos yeah, of like Sean Nasekian and William Beckett and Davey Havoc and like Marilyn Manson's on here oh my god you were such a weird kid what a window into my life but Okay, so one thing that I wanted to talk about was that I have two playlists on here. Two playlists. Okay. I guess I didn't organize music back then. I don't know. Or maybe I just used, like, on-the-go playlist. The one, literally, can, can you guess what I have on this playlist? There's two songs. There's two songs? There's two songs. Are they both AFI? Yes. I'm not going to guess the songs, but... It's Prelude 1221 and Miss Murder. You just listen to them on repeat? Well, they're combined for the music video, so I guess my brain was like, I want these two to be next to each other all the time. So weird. (laughs) And I made a playlist out of it. And then my other one (laughs) is a playlist that I made for my boyfriend when I was upwards of 14 years old. (laughs) And let me just give you some highlights here because it's good. Oh my god, okay. And it just keeps getting better. <laughs> Pretty much the entire Across the Universe soundtrack. Oh my, what? <laughs> Animals by Nickelback. That's inappropriate, Elena. I know. A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. Oh my god. When You're Gone by Avril Lavigne. That's... I Miss You and I'm Lost Without You by Blink-182. <laughs> Why are you putting sad songs on a pl- I have, love I have playlist? No idea. The only reason I think that it's a love playlist is because it's called Amour. <laughs> I'm fucking dead. You're so lame. I know. So a whole bunch of boys like girls and Colby Calais. Raindrops by Armor for Sleep. <laughs> I've got a crush on you by Ella Fitzgerald. What is happening? I don't know. Dark Blue by Jack's Mannequin. Whole lot of Cascada. Chasing Cars by Snow Patrol. Some Academy is, some Taylor Swift, some more Vanessa Carlton. White Houses is totally about losing your virginity. I don't know why that was on there. I Am a Pirate, You Are a Princess by Play Radio Play. I still stand by that one. <laughs> I Caught Fire by The Used. Don't Stop Believin' by Journey. What the? Ina. I have no idea. I have no idea. 
a song that I renamed, because you know how you can do that in iTunes? Yeah. I renamed it to Circumcision Frog, and I have no idea what the original song was, because I can't actually play anything out of this. No, it doesn't have speakers? It's all broken. Oh. So it just comes out of static. Miserable at Best by Mayday Parade, because that makes sense. Was I going through a breakup? I feel like you almost were because it's like, but the the thing is half of it's love songs and half of it is just like fucking sad shit. Jesus. Pretty much the entire Love Drunk album by Boys Like <laughs> That's a breakup album, Elena. I know. 17 Forever by Metro Station. Both the regular version and the acoustic <gasps> Why version. Why would you need both? I don't, I don't know. Dirty Little Secret by the All-American Rejects, which just introduces, like, a totally different mood to this whole mix. Um, yeah. That's about cheating on someone. Why Why Should I Worry by Billy Joel, which was totally taken off that Oliver and Company soundtrack. I have so many questions Uh, for 14-year-old Elena. Me too. Mostly, I need to say you need to get away from this boy. He's bad for you. I don't know what's happening. Your emotions are way too mixed. A jackass. Love You Till the End by The Pogues, which is from the P.S. I Love You soundtrack. <laughs> Accidentally in Love from the Shrek 2 soundtrack. <laughs> 19 Stars by Megan Dia. I will stand by that one. The Tension and the Terror by Straylight Run. I'll stand by that one, too. One Man Drinking Games by Mayday Parade. Today was a fairy tale by Taylor Swift. And the No Seatbelt song by Brand New. My whole face hurts. Me too. I can't handle it. It doesn't make any sense. It makes, like, I really, I can't figure out what time in my life I would have made a playlist with all of that. I don't know. You want to guess what comes up first if I shuffle my music? Yeah. No, I don't want to guess. I just want you to tell me. I bet it's AFI. Mayday Parade. Paramore. Nickelback. Matt Nathanson. I love Matt Nathanson. I didn't... Then AFI. I didn't really like his new stuff, though. No, but I loved his old stuff. Mm-hmm. That whole album with um, Wedding Dress on it, it was the Matt Nathanson album. Yep. That's what this one was from, I think, because it was "Come on, Get Higher." Oh no, that's some Mad Hope. Yeah, that's the same. That's the same album. Oh, is yeah. it? Oh, I don't remember. The wedding dress song. In my wedding dress, having to hope It's so pretty. <laughs> I've got "Breathe Carolina" back from when they were actually like "Breathe Carolina" emo pop. Yeah, yeah, like and not DJs. Birds and the bees. Yes, I loved that song. Do you remember like how you could put lyrics on everything? And I would spend hours going and copying lyrics so that I could just read them as I listened to the song. I was never that dedicated. I was clearly very dedicated because I've got 2,000 songs on here and they all have lyrics. If I didn't know the lyrics, I usually just made them up. Linkin Park, The Main, Megan Dia, Megan Dia. 303. I had all this shit to pull from to make my playlists, and I didn't do it. 
Yeah, you put too much Taylor Swift on it. Way too much Taylor Swift. I don't even remember being, like, a Taylor Swift fan. I remember when she put out her first album and, like, I bought a couple songs. She has some catchy love tunes is the thing. That's probably it. I fucking hate myself. Is Tap Tap Revenge still a thing? I think it exists, but I don't think it's, like, a thing that people do anymore. I want to bring it back. (laughs) (laughs) So if anybody wants to join me, send me your user information. I don't know if it does that, because I haven't been on this app in ten years. But let's set some profiles up, become friends, and I'll lose every single game that I play. Do you remember that one app that was like music trivia and you'd have to guess the songs in like five yeah, seconds? Yeah, it was really stressful. To try to guess it faster than everybody else. I loved that fucking game. I was so good at I it. I feel like I had it on here, but I can't find it. I probably got rid of a whole lot of stuff at some point. I have sex dice. Digital sex dice. Jesus Christ. Hey, 14 year old Elena, calm down. Kiss my legs. No. Suck WC? The fuck does that mean? What is WC? WC. Maybe that's just a free spot. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Tease my chest. <laughs> I hate I hate it. <laughs> we still haven't talked about when um we were in Indy. <laughs> And I undressed in front of you and told you not to judge me. And then you freaked out. Because <laughs> you said, don't judge me. My tits are out. And I was like, because I care. Like, because I care that your tits are out. It was like. Yeah, but it's funnier the way that I posed it. <laughs> she Okay, no. She walks into the bathroom because she wanted to change into her pajamas. And I was like, what was I even doing? Brushing my teeth or something? Or yeah. taking my makeup off? I don't remember. I just didn't want to undress in the living room because I didn't have a room. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because we only had two bedrooms. And so, like. There And there's a pullout in the living room. Yeah. And anyway, so she went in the bathroom to change and she was like, don't judge me. My tits are out. And I said, oh, my God, Elena, I can't believe I can see your boobs right now. This is so inappropriate. <laughs> like, I even care that you're I'm actually you're so surprised funny. that it took so long. It was a solid 24 hours into the trip. Before I saw your boobs in person? Yeah. Yeah. I'm- I'm actually impressed. I did make you zip up my pants pretty early on. You just put nails on. What was I going to do? Let you suffer? No. Exactly. I felt like um Michael Sarah in This is the End, when he's in the bathroom stall with the two girls. He's got the orange juice. He's just like, zippy, zippy. He's drinking orange Only juice. Only it was zippy, zippy. Yeah. Zippy, zippy. Michael Sarah in that movie is so funny. God, He's just like... Like the opposite of what you'd expect from Michael Sarah. Yeah, he's just like freaking out. He smacks Rihanna on the ass. <laughs> and they're like, dude, Michael, that's not cool. Like, what, who is it? <laughs> Jason Siegel? Yeah. It's like, dude, that's dude, really dude. not cool. You can't do that. That movie always cracks me up because I think about... I saw it in theaters with my best friend. And I, like, I mess with her a lot because I can... But she got freaked out during the demon scene and looked away. And she would not believe me when I said that the demon had raped Jonah Hill. Like, she thought that I made that up. <laughs> that, was the whole, that was the 
whole bit was he got raped and then he was possessed. I was like, why would I make that up? But I literally had to wait until it became available on demand because I couldn't like go in and buy two more movie tickets to show her a demon rape scene. Yeah. <laughs> to wait for it to come out and then be like, hey, remember what happened six months ago when you accused me of lying? <laughs> yeah, no, I told the truth. So fucking funny. Did you know that Michael Sarah only agreed to be in that movie because they let him wear his windbreaker? Are you serious? Yeah. That is so cute. I guess Seth Rogen was like, hey man, do you want to be in this movie? You're going to be a real dick and you're going to be on coke. And he goes, can I wear my windbreaker? And he goes, yeah, I don't care. And he goes, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> See, that's <gasps> Michael Sarah to me. It's the funniest shit. Honestly, I think that people, like, I know that everybody likes... Like, a lot of people like Seth Rogen, and I understand that, but I also know that a lot of people do not like Seth Rogen, and I don't get it. He's the funniest person. He's so funny. He's so funny. Everything that he does is hilarious, and I will fight anybody that tries to tell me otherwise. The Interview is one of my favorite movies that they ever did, and it's so funny. Did I see The Interview? Did you not watch it? I don't know that I did. It's really good. When did that come out? Oh, God. It's been a while. Because, like, North Korea was really mad about it. Yeah, and it got taken yeah, out no, of a bunch of theaters because they were of afraid that North, that North Korea was going to bomb. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, no, I saw it. I saw it. It's so good. I was thinking it was more recent for some reason. I was like, I don't remember seeing a Seth Rogen movie. No. I couldn't no. remember which one that was. It was so good. No, I think he's great. I love Knocked Up. Knocked Up is good, too. It's a classic. Zach and Miri. Uh, gross humor, I guess, really gets me going. <laughs> Who would have thought? I really like that, uh, oh, what is it even called? The frat house one with Zach Efron? We were just watching that the other day. It's so good. Um, I don't Neighbors. Remember. Neighbors, yes. I loved that one. The second yeah. one's okay. The first one was watching the second one. fantastic. I also just kind of love Zac Efron now. I have always loved Zac Efron. Charlie St. Cloud is a brilliantly beautiful movie. I tell you about when I first saw The Greatest Showman. And first of all, I like I took myself to the movie theater to watch that on my own. Because you all had seen it and everybody was talking about it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to treat myself. I bought myself a bottle of wine, snuck it into the movies and saw that movie. And I loved it so much that I made Ian take me out for my birthday a couple days later to see it again. Um, yeah, I went and watched it with Stephanie, um, because we wanted to see it, and it was so good that I said, Jason, you have to see this movie. Yeah. And so we went again and saw it again. And then my mom was like, I really want to see it. And I said, I'll go with you. <laughs> I didn't so end up, I think she ended up, she ended up going with my aunt, but, um, I would have gone with her if she wanted, if she needed somebody to go with. That's like the one movie that, like. I feel like you had to have seen in theaters to get the full. Oh yeah, it was fantastic. I mean, it's still good, like on the TV at home, but seeing it in the theater is just like an experience. Anyway, in that scene where he first sees Zac Efron's character, and he asks his wife, he's like, "Who's that?" And she tells him. But I just really wanted her to lean in and just whisper, like, "Dude, that's fucking Zac Efron." There's a part. There's a one part and I can't remember what song it is it's Hugh Jackman singing one of the slower songs and there's a pause 
And every time I just, I, like, my brain goes, I'm Jean Valjean. <laughs> I love it. And I'm like, I can't. I need to not. I can't. I love it. Because well, Les Mis is my favorite musical of all time. I had a bad experience with Les Mis and I haven't gone back to it. What? What do you? Okay, you're gonna have to explain yourself. I had bronchitis when I went to see Les Mis, and my boyfriend at the time was obsessed with it. Like he'd seen it on Broadway, and like mm-hmm. he was just hardcore into Les Mis. So he made me go with him on the opening day, and like of course I was excited to see it. It was a theater kid, and like I loved the music. But I spent like three hours. It's a fucking long movie. It's very three long. Hours yeah. trying not to cough. Yeah, because there's so many quiet parts, too. Yeah. And I don't remember anything that happened in the movie because of how uncomfortable I was that entire you, time. You need to watch it again. I know. I really it's do. totally worth it. I really do. I just, like, soiled that whole experience. God, the kid that plays Gavroche in that movie is so good. <sighs> From what I remember, yeah. <laughs> Which is, I genuinely, I think I remember three scenes and I vividly remember, like, 30 moments of just needing to cough. <laughs> I was like strategically planning bathroom breaks so it didn't seem like I was going too often. <laughs> just go outside and hack up a lung. Anyway, we've been going for over an hour now, so I feel like we, we should, should probably, probably stop. Stop. Do you want to go over our socials real quick? I will. So if you want to find us on Instagram or Twitter, you can follow us at I'm Not Okay Pod. If you want to find us on Facebook, we have a page called I'm Not Okay Podcast. And we also have a Facebook group called I'm Not Okay Podcast Group. And you can email us at I'm Not Okay Pod at gmail.com. We never introduce the podcast. This is I'm Not Okay Podcast. I'm Stormy. That's Elena. Um, you can follow me <laughs> on Instagram at Slummy Thomas and on Twitter at Slummy underscore Thomas. And you can find me at Wheels in the Wild on Instagram and don't even bother with Twitter because I don't exist on there. She doesn't tweet. Hey, did you know that homophobes get more turned on watching sex scenes between gay men than men who are tolerant about homosexuals? Sounds like self-hatred to me. Sounds like it. That's from the Journal of Abnormal Psychology. <laughs> so random. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Hey, everyone. Stormy's gone, but you're not done with me just yet. I know you were hoping, you were ready. I can't really blame you for that. Um, but I got to tell you who's playing us out today, and that is the band Running on Walls from Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, they've been so kind to send us their song Stressed, which I specifically requested because I was having a stressful beginning of my week, which has since resolved. So nobody really fucking cares, I guess. The real point here is that they are a great band. And if you enjoy what you're listening to, I'm going to direct you over to Spotify or iTunes to check out their new album, Royal Moons. Um, And then also go ahead and give them a follow on Facebook at Running on Walls or on Instagram at Running on Walls 4. I'm sure they'd greatly appreciate your support. All right, guys. So have a great rest of your night. Enjoy the song. And I hope to have you back next week. All right. Bye. For real this time. I feel hated so
Just keep repeating 